Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Welcome to this episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host, and today we are talking about good toys and regular toys, or really what I call great toys versus a toy. So instead of bad toys, it's just a toy. And we have with us Allison Nance today. Hey, Allison, how are you? Hello, Hayden. How are you? Great. Allison, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit and tell people what you do here at PDT. And I don't know how you would introduce yourself a lot versus a little, but tell everybody what you do at PDT. Okay. I'm Allison Nance. I'm the project manager here at PDT. And just some of the hats that I wear, I do all of our recruiting and initiate all of our recruiting for therapists and also work with our admin recruiting. In addition to that, I work with purchasing both toys and equipment for PDT and work in other areas of admin like credentialing. I knew you did all that, but boy, it's a lot when you list it all out there. Okay, but what we're interested in today is the toy part of your job. Because really, you work with me. We go to the toy fair together every year, and you work with all the vendors, get all the toys in, manage all the inventory, get it out to where it's supposed to go. Right. All the stuff related to toys. Yeah, so years ago, you started this trend of going to the toy fair. And so we've continued to do that every year and build those relationships with The vendors, which we have, you know, really good relationships with a lot of different vendors now so that they pretty much know what we're looking for. And when a new toy comes in, they make suggestions to us based upon what we've been buying and what we say we don't want and what we do want. So it's been a great relationship building process. I didn't realize when we started going to the toy fair that the the relationship with the vendors, I think, has been just a great byproduct that I didn't really see coming and didn't know what happened. But we have some great vendors. They've come here. A few of them have done podcasts with us. A few of them have done toy videos with us. You can see those all on our website, www.pediatricdt.com. But we have some great vendors. Yeah, I I mean, we even look forward to going to toy fair just so that you can see them face to face because we talk so much over the phone throughout the year. So it's fun to, to actually be able to say hey to them, you know, face to face. And we're not afraid to share our opinion. No, we are not. In ways that we think things can be improved upon. No. Whether they didn't, add, they never usually ask for that too much, but we say, <laughs> we're like, well, you need to, this would be a great toy if you did, blah, blah, or, blah. Or let me tell you what's wrong with this toy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they're not really asking for that, but we haven't shied away from giving them that. Yeah. Input. We feel good about our advice. I think it's correct. It is. And they need to really listen to us, basically. Right. That's how I see it. We're right. And there you go. So anyway, but kind of in all seriousness, though, we really are right. I mean, we play with toys for a living. Like, I, this is what I do. I use them, like, day in, day out. And so I think I am right. We are a free testing facility for them. We really, <laughs> yeah, we really are. I mean, they should send. we've tried to tell them to send us all their demos, and we'll send them back with feedback. And they do do that a lot mm-hmm. of times. We've developed that relationship mm-hmm. enough where they'll actually send demos of new toys or toys that we're thinking about using, and then we can um, put them out in therapy, see how they're working with the children and the therapists give us great feedback and they'll tell us, yes, please buy more of these. We loved them. The kids loved them. Or they may say, no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, because I think some of the best feedback does come from our therapists when we give them the demo toy to try. They take that very seriously. They give us back the info, like Mm -hmm. this is good or this would be great if it did this or whatever. Yeah, I agree. I think that's some of the best. So why are we talking about great toys versus just a toy? And 
well, we're coming into our holiday season now, into Christmas time, which is actually my favorite time of the year. But I love to get like all the toy catalogs because I like to look at toys. And this time of the year, historically, um, parents usually will ask me like during the course of therapy, hey, you know, for Christmas, what do you recommend for him or her? Or I'm going shopping this weekend. I'm getting their Christmas presents and stuff. What kinds of things would be good to work on their therapy goals and that kind of stuff? So I've always given toy picks forever as long as I've been doing this. So we just seemed natural thing to do to have a podcast where we talked about what we thought made a great toy versus just a regular toy. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And we actually are getting more toys in right now just at the end of the year, specifically to put out for therapy use, but also for, you know, purchasing for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I think this podcast can be a great reference for therapists, parents, teachers, anybody that was working with kids and that knows anything about toys and education and therapy. I think this would be helpful information that we're going to share. So I know, Allison, you've been really busy with or have done a lot with our toy catalog. We've launched that internally kind of this past year, Mm -hmm. and it's actually launched. We moved it from just internally to really anybody could see our toy catalog if you go to our website. Yeah, it's a great resource not only for our internal use because our therapists do look at it to see what's out there, but we also have had some emails from people that are not connected with PDT requesting more information about some of our toys. And the fact that some of the toys that they've not been able to find in other areas that, you know, we actually have in stock. It's also a good resource for a lot of the schools that we work with. Some of the schools that we have clinical affiliations where we have students come in, they use it also because they find out about it while they're here. And so then they, in turn, use it to search for different toys as well. So it's been a good resource, both external and internal. Yep, exactly. And I think it's important to say that we sell toys that we've tried in therapy and that we've used in therapy. We will go and get new toys at the toy fair and we'll look at our current vendors and the people we have relationships with and we buy some of their new toys that we haven't necessarily used in therapy, but then we bring them back, use them in therapy, and then then they're for sale in our catalog or at one of our clinics. But we're always looking to establish new relationships with vendors and new vendors and that kind of thing. But we're picky about which toys we buy. Yeah. And one other thing I wanted to circle back and mention too about the online catalog, Hayden, is that on many of those toys, there are links to video shoots that you've Mm -hmm. done on how to use those particular toys in therapy. But also there's links to toy activity sheets where our therapists have tried those toys out and come up with a way to use them maybe a little bit differently than, you know, what the instructions say. But it's just an opportunity to see how that toy can be used for different children. And those are a resource to other therapists. They're a resource to our parents. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, our therapists come up with great ideas. They really do. I've been playing with some of these toys for years and they'll come up with stuff. I'm like, I did not think of that. Really good stuff. Basically, our therapists complete toy activity sheets every month. We pick a couple of therapists. We give them a different toy to try out in therapy. They write up an activity sheet, and then we have them there. We put them on the catalog online, and we also have them in the clinics so they can be resources for therapists, parents, that kind of thing. So if you go online and look and you click on that little toy activity sheet button, you'll see one of those things pop up. Yeah, and you can just print it out and take it with you to mm-hmm. use, and or parents can as well. Yeah, right. exactly. So now we have to talk about, we don't have to, but we're going to talk about <laughs> what's a great toy versus just a regular toy and kind of what gets the PDT stamp of approval versus one that doesn't. 
Yeah. And so, as you said, Hayden, all the toys that we have for sale, we do have in therapy. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of different things I would say that we used as our stamp of approval, if you will. One of the things is obviously the therapist, because we do have those in therapy and they do try them. They give us feedback. Sometimes they say, this is the best toy ever. Get more of these. Sometimes they say, we never want to see that again ever in our lives. So we know never (laughs) not to waste our money spending that because either it breaks or there's always a reason why they say don't use those anymore. Another thing, you know, we've already kind of alluded to this, but many of the vendors are so gracious and they allow us to have demos or samples from them. And then we put those in therapy. And part of what we do is that we ask the therapist to give us feedback. For example, right now, the president of WikiSticks sent us a huge box of samples. So what we did is we sent that out to all the OTs and we gave them a deadline to say, I need feedback so that I could give that back to the president of the company by a certain date and they're already sending me in emails and texts about how they're using that in therapy and it's just really creative what they're doing so I love to hear that feedback and that also gives us feedback to say you know we want to get more of these and do we need to buy extra of these so that the parents can buy these things so that's another way that we get the stamp of approval and then Finally, we get a lot of feedback from the parents. Mm -hmm. The parents will say, we bought this, we loved it, this is how we used it at home, and that is encouraging for us too. So it it lets us know what things going forward we need to buy and what things we don't need to buy. Yep. I used Wiki 6 yesterday in therapy. We made uh, bracelets and necklaces and anklets. Nice. Uh-huh. It was attractive. We looked good by the time we were done. <laughs> that's probably not how most people are using wiki sticks, but it was very appropriate for my particular therapy session. And that kid loved it. And she was engaged for a solid 20 minutes with those wiki sticks, which was awesome. really awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And I got tons of good language stuff out of it. So that's a great toy. Good. Wiki sticks. They're awesome. There's an endorsement. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> but I really did. It was really good stuff. I loved it. We were going to make a crown, but we ran out of time. But anyway, <laughs> so it's what it is. Okay. So really, what makes a good toy? And the first thing is durable. They can't fall apart easily. Yeah. A lot of the toys we do buy are more expensive toys, not mm-hmm. because we just want to buy expensive toys, but because we know that we'd these really to- rather not buy expensive toys. Yeah, right. <laughs> but because we really and truly, we know these toys are going to be used over and over and over again, cleaned over and over and over right. again. So they need to be able to, to stand up to that. So yep. that's a big, big area that we look at when we're researching and trying out toys. I was at one of the places where I played with Wiki Sticks yesterday, but another child in therapy, I used this Melissa and Doug puzzle that we've had forever. I mean, this puzzle we've had forever. And you lift the flap of the puzzle, and underneath it's got those little magnet pieces inside of it. Oh, yeah. Those flaps are not torn off. I don't know why they're not torn off, but they're yeah. not. They should be by all rights. The little pieces, we've kept up with the little pieces because they have that little magnet in there forever. And I use it probably in a couple of different sessions with kids in various ways and stuff, but that is a durable toy. It's wooden. The latch are on there. It's just a good toy. It's been with us for a very long time, longer than really it should have been. Right. And that's also one of the benefits of going to the toy fair is that all that stuff is out for us to look at, tug Mm -hmm. on, you know, turn upside down, see how it's going to play out when it comes into therapy. 
Yeah, usually when we're at the toy fair, you're there with the clipboard and the pen, like, okay, Hayden, how many do we want of these? And I usually push on every single thing on the wall and, like, flick everything. So by the time I leave, everything's everything's buzzing or beeping <laughs> or I've wound it up or whatever yeah. it is. Or I've tried it or I'm, like, I'll tell the rep, I'm, like, well, does it go on the carpet? Well, what about this carpet? What about the floor? Because we'll take it out in the hallway and do it or wherever. And yeah. I'm, like, well, it doesn't go on the shag carpet, so we need to go somewhere without the shag carpet. And, right. You know? Yep. But we're not afraid to get in there and get jiggy with it. <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> no, not, not at all. And they probably are ready for us to, well, to maybe me to, to go. Because you're, you're the one that's standing there like normal, like, well, how many of this do we want? And I'm, rah, 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 rah. I'm little Tasmanian devilish. But anyway, <laughs> something that doesn't fall apart easily because there's nothing worse than a toy. You buy it and then it just comes. And I tell my parents this forever. You know, sometimes they'll buy toys that look really pretty for their kids, but they don't last any time. The plastic's cheap or there's parts that come off of it. And I mean, really, the toy is trashed in just a couple months. So our toys don't do that and we really don't buy any cheap toys right okay they also have to be adaptable and that to me means a lot what does it mean to you Allison? well I'm not a therapist but I've watched you in therapy and using different things and you know a lot of times because we are in a short amount of time we have to do things a little bit different our therapy sessions sometimes don't allow for a full game to be played as directions. So it's really cool to be able to take a game and just make it your own and come up with a creative way to use it, especially for that particular child. So it's very centered on the child's needs and what you want to use it for, for that particular child. So adaptability for a lot of our games is that it can be used other than what it's specifically supposed to be used for. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. We use it for all kinds of stuff. You know, for example, yesterday I used beanbags a couple of different ways, like for therapy and cut the same beanbags, but several different ways in therapy. And so that's a good adaptable toy. Mm -hmm. But one of the big things for me with adaptability is also simplicity. The toys have to be simple enough that it doesn't take a rocket scientist or doesn't take forever to figure out how to use this toy. You can explain it to the child what you want to do. Yeah. Some of those games can be ridiculously hard, you know, because you've only got 30 to 45 minutes with this child and their attention spans not that long anyway. So to get a complicated game out is just too much. So they have to be simple, but even like a Lego, like the individual Lego block is simple. You know, it's pretty easy. You just If you put several Lego blocks on a table, you know you're supposed to put them together. Right. It's simple. It, but you can make complicated stuff with it, but the actual toy itself was very simple. Right. Melissa and Doug's stacking blocks, I use these all the time. And I love those blocks because they're just simple and they're adaptable. I can do tons of stuff with those blocks. I can drive cars into them. I can put animals in them. They can be houses. I can stack them up and knock them over. We can talk into them. I mean, there's tons of stuff I can do with those. I make a circle. We can get in the circle, out of the circle. We can put those blocks on, under. I mean, all kinds of stuff language-wise, not to mention OT and PT. In addition to being adaptable and durable, we also like for toys to be travel-friendly or really just movable. Right. So when all of our toys come into our admin office, they're all, you know, put into our inventory system. And then before they go out into therapy, we package them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't have to if they come into, like a game comes in its own box, but we still do some work in there like you know, putting cards with rubber bands or putting pieces in a little baggie or what have you. But for the most part, we buy plastic containers to put the toys in so that the containers are marked that says, this is, you know, play cars. And so when a therapist picks that container up, they can open it up, pull all the stuff out and put it right back in after their therapy because it's a quick in and out. And it's an easy cleanup for them On the containers, it says what room they go in so that the next therapist come in can expect that same thing to be there. So that's one of the things that we do. 
I think really well is making sure all of our things are packaged up for ease of use for the therapist. Yeah, we package everything so that it can fit into our start, do, finish kind mm-hmm. of model. So that every toy is a start, you do it, and then you finish and complete it and pack it back up again. Right. And there's also a requesting opportunity for the child because they have to request to get the toy out, you know, in whatever mode they're using. But all of our toys basically are packaged so that they could travel and so that they are start, do, finished. And some of the times the travel thing, and if you can pack them up, the toys correctly, that's sort of a deal breaker for us. Sometimes we don't buy toys if you can't pack them up right. Yeah, or we give suggestions to the toy yes, manufacturers about how they could be packaged better. Yes. We've done that as well. <laughs> we did that a lot last year, and I don't know if they're taking – some of them – well, some of them said that they were working on some different yeah, they did. packaging. They did. And we also found a great vendor for those packaging mm-hmm. materials. So now we buy in bulk all of our plastic containers, not Tupperware, right. but plastic containers mm-hmm. that have lids that, you know, lock down so that they, you know, are really, really easy for the therapist to use. Yeah. We put a lot of effort in that whole thing, too, because last year at the toy fair, we were looking at wind-up <laughs> toys, and I was saying, we need to have a bigger box for our wind-up toys. We were looking at these boxes, and I said, I don't think you can fit enough wind-up toys in this thing. And you're like, yes, we can fit enough yeah. wind-up toys in this thing. So we talked about great into, debate. Yeah. And we were ser- we were we were really debating it. It's like a serious this is a life and death. This is a PDT thing. And so this is a deal breaker for us. But you talked them into letting us take a box. Yeah, right? I did. Yeah. The yeah. man I, I really think he was just trying to get rid of us, uh-huh, to be honest with probably. you. But he did allow us to take a box and we went straight to the wind up toy <laughs> manufacturer and we fit the amount of toys that needed to be yes. put in there so that we confirmed that that was the box we needed. Yes. And I didn't think so. I was like, you can only fit two wind up toys in this thing. I think, what do we, we fit like eight or 10 of them in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually yeah. pretty good because one of my deal breakers is I've got to have more than two wind up toys. Like, I've got to have a choice and options. But I, yeah. And I think that also just it speaks to how diligent we are about yeah. making sure that, you know, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. How we package things makes sense for the therapist. It should be easy for them to get to, mm-hmm. follow the start, do, finish model, and then easy to clean it back up again so that all their time's not spent unpacking and packing toys up and they can find them easily. They're organized. Mm-hmm. There's a system. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the point of the whole thing. Yes. And I think the same thing goes for your house, too, because I've got four kids and I use the same model at my own house, (laughs) though some days it looks a whole lot better than others. But anyway, that's the concept. Right. (laughs) But then also we think toys need to be social, meaning they need to encourage interaction with parents and guardians or peer interactions in a classroom setting or therapy with the adult and the child, however. Right. They just encourage that communication skill between them so that the therapist can ask them questions based upon that toy. They can answer questions. And sometimes the toy itself is a reward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of my favorite turn-taking toys and communication initiation toys is like a little racetrack. You put the two little cars at the top, and there's like a circle track that goes down, and the cars come out the bottom. It's simple. It makes this really obnoxious, though. Wow, 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 sound like a Uh car engine. So I take the batteries out. I can't stand that thing. (laughs) But I love the actual toy Uh because you can put the toys at the top. You start, and then you push it, go, and the toys go down, and then you get the car at the bottom. And then you can grab the cars real quick. The child has to initiate again. But that's a good social toy. So the child could play with that with themselves, but it can be a great your turn, my turn, or little Johnny has a car, little Susie has a car, or you can just request more cars every time. It's a great toy for all that. Right. Just encourages that interaction between the therapist and uh, the child. Yep, it's a social toy. But then also, one of the most important things about toys is they have to be able to be cleaned. 
Right. And that's one of the things, as I said, you know, developing those relationships with the manufacturers that they know now, like they don't even present anything to us that is plush or mm-hmm. has felt or material or anything mm-hmm. like that on it, because that's very difficult for you to clean in between sessions. You know, if it gets germs on it, you have to wash it in a wash machine. Or if you do wash it, it has to have time to dry. So we don't purchase anything that can't be wiped off with a Lysol wipe or in a sink, you know, wash. So that's yes. one of our criteria yep. that we move forward with. <laughs> we say no to plush. We do say no to plush. Mm-hmm. Or felt. Yes, or material, really. Mm-hmm. We just say no. Yeah. And we do have some dress-up clothes, but those, I guess, are the exception to the rule, but we do wash those. And I still got some reservations about dress-up, but OT really needs it, so we go with it. Yeah. <laughs> we it's have not some... something that they usually put in their mouth either, like no. play toys. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Oh, it gives me heebie-jeebies to think about a plush toy, just because it can't clean it. So mm-hmm. that's what makes a good toy. It's durable, adaptable, travel-friendly, social, and you got to be able to clean it. And I guess also in that adaptive thing we need to talk about well we just need to mention that adaptable also to us means they're simple but they could also be used among all three disciplines speech therapy occupational physical therapy and there's multiple uses for that toy for each discipline lots of things you could do right it's a good toy and it's very adaptable if you could take that toy and treat eight groups of kids or eight kids in a row and use that toy with every each kid. That's a yeah, good Yeah, and you know, um, Hayden, one thing I'll mention also is that several times a month we do put feature toys out mm. in our lobby that we choose to write up something about. Like, and each time a toy is featured, we have on that information sheet how it can be used in OTPT and speech. Same toy, yeah. just in different ways to encourage different therapies. Exactly. We do that whenever we put a toy out. Right. All the time. Yep. yep. So now we probably need to get to our top 10, dun, Allison dun, dun. Hayden's top 10 of all <laughs> of toys. I don't have mine listed like in a one to 10 order. These, like all 10 of these are, to me are equal. Do you have them listed like in a hierarchy? Not really. I guess my hierarchy is ones that first came into my mind. So they would probably be the top ones, I guess. Okay. Some of them might be the same. They but, might be the same. But some of them might not. Okay. So there we go. All right, so why don't you go with yours first? Okay, my first one that came to my mind was kinetic sand. I love kinetic sand. It can be used for different therapies, but the bottom line for me as a therapist is that it just feels great. And when we found that at Toy Fair, we could hardly walk away from it because it just felt so cool. It's a great toy to use. It's clean. Some other sands, and we've tried several, are messy and they stick to your hands and they're just not good. But the kinetic sand is awesome. Yep. So that's my number one, I think. Yeah, that kinetic sand is rocking. It's therapeutic for the adult as much as the child. Right. I gave it to all my nieces and nephews and my children last Christmas. And my sister and I, Christmas Eve, sat and played with that sand for like an hour. Yeah. She goes, is this weird? I said, yeah, it's kind of weird. But we just kept doing it. We love, we love that sand. It was just, we just, our hands were, all, it was just it's awesome stuff. It feels good. So my next one would be the Melissa and Doug Water Wows, which mm-hmm. kind of fits mm-hmm. several different criterias. Mm-hmm. They are portable. They are just really cool. I have speech therapists that love them. The occupational therapists love them. I have actually sat there and played with them myself. It kind of sends me back to when I was a child coloring. And then you have a little wet wand that you go over and the magically the color appears. And then when it dries, it goes away. So it's reusable over and over and over again. It's really cool. This is a great therapy toy, fantastic therapy toy, but it's a great restaurant toy. Like when my kids were little in a restaurant, they were so little. You remember they couldn't mm-hmm. sit through the whole meal and you didn't know what you had hardly eaten by the time you left that restaurant or mm-hmm. you just didn't go. I didn't put them in there because 
they weren't around at that time. But now this would be a restaurant toy. Like right. I put it in my restaurant bag, and it because it's simple, it's you can there is no mess to it, and it's extremely entertaining. Yeah. Yep. So my next one would be squigs. This is from Fat Brain. But squigs are um, colorful, like little rubber knobs that you can suction onto the table. You can build upon each other. You can use them in occupational therapy because you have to grasp them and pull them off of things. There's all sorts of ways you can use them. I think they're cool. And I have them on my desk, and I fidget with them all day long. They are cool. They're great OT toys because you can stick them all over the window or a mirror and have mm-hmm. the child pull them off. Mm-hmm. You can make little towers out of them. You like little figures out of them. There's tons so you can put them together so it encourages using both hands together and also good strength to put them together and then also strength to pull them apart. It's really, it's a great toy. Yep. Speech can use it for Arctic. Each time you say like five more sounds, you get a squig or whatever to make a thing. Right. Yep. Noggin stick is our next one for the babies. It has a light up piece of it that changes colors every time you touch it. It has some sensory bumps and ridges so that the touching is good. And of course it shakes or it has a rattle so it, it can be used for that. A lot of the physical therapists love it for children with torticollis. Right. So it's a great rattle. Best baby rattle I've ever seen. Really, hands down, best one. I'm putting this one on the list because we just got this one, but I love it, and I think it's just going to be great for use in therapy and just at home. It's the Melissa and Doug snack cart. We just mm. got this in. I put it together yesterday. Just all sorts of uses I can see in putting it together. It has drawers in and out that you can sort the different food items in. The popsicles pull apart. Great occupational therapy. Lots of little different things. There's hot dogs in there that you can put on, the ketchup put on, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the relish and that type thing. It's just cute, cute, cute. I Great just language. It. Yeah, Great I language. love it. They could always use it for standing, mm-hmm. like PTs could, mm-hmm. or working on single leg balance mm-hmm. or kneeling. Mm-hmm. OTs, tons of uses and putting stuff in, out, open the drawers, which is what you said. They could use, them, use their little tongs to pick up other little food to yeah. put on things. I don't know. Yeah. I can go on for days. Yeah. I love the nanobugs. We have Mm -hmm. a large variety of the nanobugs. Right now, I'm very excited because we have the Christmas ones that have the Santa sleigh being pulled. They are stinking cute. Santa sleighs being pulled. They have the reindeer um, that actually come in little ornaments. So those are really, really neat. We love those. And a lot of kids will use those. Hayden, I know you can talk about those a little bit more too because you use them a lot. And I will. (laughs) <laughs> when I get to my list. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. And then we also have Melissa and Doug Loom. It is a large yeah. loom that is great for physical therapy. We actually had one of our young patients that purchased that and made a purse for one of our admin at the front desk, Chantel. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really sweet of her to do that. So that was really neat. That's a new hot item that we've just gotten into. The loom is really, it is really cool. Mm -hmm. And then Hot Wheels car making, it is a new toy as well, where it allows the kids to actually design and mold their own Hot Wheels cars, which is very cool. So there's a lot of color choices and following directions and that type of thing as part of that particular toy. I call this like easy bake for boys. Yeah, Easy bake oven for a boy. It's exactly what it is. It's really, it's like totally cool, like 1980s, like totally it's really cool. <laughs> yep. I also like the Fanta color that we have from International Playthings. It's like a peg toy where you have to follow different patterns and poke the different color holes in there. It has great portability. It comes mm-hmm. in its own little case, mm-hmm. and you can change the different designs in and out. 
So it's very engaging. OTs love that thing. They do love it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I would say Play-Doh, which I know is your favorite. I love some Play-Doh. <laughs> and Play-Doh is a, just an old, been around forever, but you can always find new uses for it. We have lots of different molds and presses and different things that we've gotten from the toy manufacturers to use. Uh, old-time favorite and just make it new. Good. So time. that's my list. I love some Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yours was a good list. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like it. to piggyback off of your list for some of your things because I, I couldn't come up with only I'm not even 10. a therapist, but there you go. That's a good list. You just hung <laughs> out been, with them. I've been hanging around know, with people for like, too long. You just hang out with therapists. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good list. Yeah, I would go with that. Okay. Well, here's my list in no particular order, just like in my head, whatever I thought order. Okay. Spot it. Love some Love spot it. Love it, yep. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't make your list. I, I know. I, I forgot about yeah. that. Sorry. And we're getting spot ready it. to have Frozen spotted in. <gasps> Snap. <laughs> okay. I can take one spot it game and play that one game all day long. It like it, When I fill in for people at the schools or... We had a couple of snow days last year where I went and helped out in the schools to help get caseload seen because we had some makeups to do. Anyway, I took one spot at game and I played it with like series of groups of kids all day long. I probably saw, I don't know how many kids I saw, probably 15 kids, at, 20 kids that day. I'm not really sure, but a lot of them. And every single time we played Spot It with all kinds of different goals, all kinds of different ages kids. They were all kindergarten to fifth grade, but all day long Spot It. I didn't get bored. They didn't seem like they were bored. They were all excited about it. And it was a great toy. It was new kids every time. New kids every time, time. New game. We loved it. So, and I played it with like big different in ages too but every the kindergartners I could kind of adapt it a little bit for them and the fifth graders mm. they were rocking with it and blue orange in general has yeah. great games yeah blue orange makes the spot at game and they have awesome games another game I'm sort of like I'm really doing more than 10 toys in this list but who's counting because I'm only <laughs> counting like spotted as one but like the blue orange category is one and they have that really cool game fast, fast track, track. Yeah. we did a toy video with that one I believe and it's fantastic that's a great, great toy, Fast Track, and Spot It. Okay, so that's number one. All right, number two, and again, in no particular order, I've already mentioned them, but I love, love, love those stacking blocks by Melissa and Doug. They make creation stacking blocks, but they also make regular ABC stacking blocks, and you can do so much with a stacking block. I build them up, and we take a big truck, and we knock them down. Little boys love this because it's very destructive, and they're kind of, <laughs> they like, like this, but it works for them. We can hide stuff in the stacking blocks, like we have a little cow and a little pig in the stacking blocks and then we knock it over with the truck and the tower comes down and the animals come down then we can make also the like we can make the stacking blocks little houses for the animals you know for little girls Mm -hmm. and i mean i can do tons of stuff with the stacking blocks so they are simple they are so cheap so easy and they hold up forever and i've tried to demolish them and they don't yeah it takes a lot to destroy a Melissa and Doug stacking block. Not the wood ones, the cardboard ones. Yeah. When the wood ones fall on you, they hurt, that, but that the cardboard could, yeah, ones that don't. could hurt somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can also, like, work on initiating sound by, like, talking into the block because it kind of echoes and kids think that's cool. kind of works the same way as one of those microphones that are plastic, but right. the stacking blocks are better. Okay. Three is, and I will lump these two together, even though I know they're different manufacturers, but the pig, the Fisher-Price pig with the money coins that go in and Mr. Potato Head, in my opinion... I know you're thinking pig and potato head, how do they work alike at all? But they are in the same category for me. So the pig, I love the Fisher-Price pig, but I like to take pictures and stick them on the pig on both sides. So when you're putting the money in the pig, and I never turn that pig on because that just annoys me, or I usually <laughs> take the batteries out. But we put the money in the pig, and then we have like a little picture that's Velcroed on it, so that we'll have to name the different pictures. So you can do a noun, you can do a verb, you can do a descriptive. 
whatever. So I like that. And then you also have to request to get more money mm-hmm. in, out, stuff like that. But the potato head, in my opinion, kind of goes along with it because we're naming body parts and we always sing songs about the various body parts. But again, you're kind of initiating to get a new body part, making choices with the two body parts. And you know, who doesn't love a potato head? And then when you get him all dressed, you know, he can walk, walk, walk and give you a kiss. And anyway, Mr. Potato Head's always cool it is fun but i like the plain old plain old mr potato head i don't like the, all the fancy schmancy potato head i like just give me the dude with the eyes glasses ears mouth nose mustache blue shoes and the green hat yep regular old regular old regular old. i'm not even a big fan of mrs potato head i'm just here to say it i'm not <laughs> i'm not okay the next thing i love i call it the sewing toy but let me get more specific it is a sewing toy made by philo that's made by Crochetti. did yeah. i get that right Close enough. Okay. But this toy, it's on our website. I don't know. I love this toy. I've never seen anything quite like it before. It's made by Crochetti, and it's this plastic like base, and it comes with these different color shoestrings, like four of them, green, yellow, blue, and red, and they have these little plastic tips. You put the shoelace inside the plastic tip, and you sew on this little plastic base. It is the best. It's, it's it kind of almost looks like a pegboard, but you're actually yeah. poking the in the thread stays in each one of those holes so you can make a design it's a great tool the ot's love it yeah it's awesome it's great for holding like a pencil and making it so they have to hold it correctly and also hand strength and Mm -hmm. it's a great speech toy though too but it's it's a great toy it's easy cleanup there really is no mess to it it's a great restaurant toy it's a great it's the same company that makes that fanta toy that i was Mm -hmm. talking about too through international playthings yeah these toys are really well made they don't tear up it doesn't tear up it doesn't even look like it's hardly been used, and we've played with them a ton, really. So they're great toys. All right, so that's my next one. Then I'm going to go with the whole, uh, hmm. Well, I already mentioned wiki sticks, but I'm going to keep on with the wiki sticks because they're so versatile. And with so many different ages and all three disciplines, like I said, I made jewelry out of them. But, yeah. you know, you can also outline a picture. So if you're teaching a child how to color in the lines or you're trying to give a child visual boundaries, you can outline the picture with wiki sticks. So they kind of get that feedback from the wiki stick, you know, when they get to the line of the picture. Yeah. So for kids who are visually impaired. Yeah. And also the, some of the feedback I've been getting from the OTs is that you're actually using them for raised, um, like lined paper. So it helps the, like what you were saying for boundaries, it helps mm-hmm. the child in their handwriting to know that that's a stopping point. They yep. can't go slanting down the page. I love a wiki stick. Bring them on. They're great. Okay. I'm going to also go out on a limb for most people here at PDT because I don't think, I think I'm one of the lone people that loves this toy, but I love that house that locks up by Melissa and Doug. Yeah. Like each side of the house has a different door with a different key. And I think the reason it's not so popular is because it's hard to find the key that fits in that door, but there's a master key. So I just use that one. I never match the key to the door. So and each door has a doorknob, and sometimes I put the batteries in, sometimes I don't. But anyway, it has got a doorknob that makes a little ding-dong sound. But you unlock the door, and you can put all kinds of stuff inside these houses. So every time you open the door, you can have a different thing in there. So I had all kinds of different animals or different uh, pictures or different little objects or whatever inside this house. And so it's a new toy for the child every time. And it's awesome. You can just keep playing it over and yeah, over and over you can again. Do Kids like love the whole it. seek and find. Totally. And you can knock on the door to open. You could request, and then you can name it. You can make a whole sentence up about it. The whole verb, descriptive. I mean, you can go on for days with language stuff with this goal. Also, artic. You can hide like five words in each little door, and they have to open it and say the different five words or sentences or whatever. It's a great toy. I love this toy. In the same category of that, though, is like a latch box. I love a latch box. Guidecraft has a bunch of latch boxes, and you do the same thing. You hide stuff in the latch boxes, and they got to open them. They just don't have the key, and it doesn't lock. Right. But I love those toys. I just think they're great. 
Anytime I can find a box, I'm all about it. And, and Educational Resources has that barn and that fish and the doghouse where you hide the animals in this barn and the fish tank yeah. and the doghouse. And you have to reach in and grab the bones out or the fish out or the mm-hmm. animals out. Yeah, and even the doghouse is called Ruff's House, and it has mm-hmm. all the bones have different textures. So there's a, a the sensory piece of that as well. Different See? colors, different textures. So it's really cool. So you know the name of all this stuff. I just describe it. Yeah, how to move. And uh, how to fish. Yeah, that's oh. the the huh. farm one's called how to moo, and the other one's called how to fish. Oh, I call it the fish tank, the doghouse, <laughs> and the barn. I'm like, you know, I want the barn with all those little animals in it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> that's what it's called. But this that specific barn. There is all the same concept. Those are great toys. The next I'm going to go with is uh, I had to say like Play Doh again. I know you did Play Doh, but I'm also putting in my Play Doh like Bubber. Oh, yeah, Bubber. Yeah. I love Bubber. I think Bubber, you have to understand and make friends and become one with Bubber to understand Bubber. But it's kind of like saying Play-Doh. It's just, I like it because it's simple. And I like, again, it's adaptable. And Bubber never dries out. Yeah, which that's is the beauty positive. of Bubber. Yes. It doesn't dry out. The key to Bubber is you have to have a cookie sheet. Mm-hmm. You have to have a cookie sheet because it's got a little bit of crumbly factor to it. So you got to have some defined borders to right. play with bubber. But you can make it into a ball. It's not very heavy. And then you can squish the ball. You can do cookie cutters. And really the good thing about bubber is when you push a cookie cutter into the bubber, it like stays in that shape. It's really easy for the child to see. So I love, love bubber. I've seen OTs cut, like use scissors and cut the bubber before. It works on good scissoring skills. But it's the same thing as Play-Doh. I do a lot of the same things with Play-Doh as I do with bubber, just slightly bit different. But I love Bubber. It's kind of like the same people that made that kinetic sand make Bubber. Right. Wabafun, right? Right. Yep. Right. All right. Wind up toys. Have I said those yet? You have not. <laughs> I can't believe I said it. I haven't done a therapy session in 20 years without a wind-up toy. But anyway, wind-up toys and nano bugs fit in the same thing. It's the same concept, though. It's a great initiation toy. You can make it go. So I wind it up. The child sees it go. Then I let it wind down. Same thing with the nano bugs. I just turn them off then. And then they have to request to make them go again. They're always new. They're always novel. Kids always love them because it's new every time. And the nano bugs are just fun. Yeah, they are. And some of my little people that have the most... Maybe they're the most impaired, react almost the most to the nanobugs. They love those little nanobugs. Right. And I love them. But you have to be careful about parts with those things. So I don't ever let them play with them independent of me. So you have to be careful of small parts. Yeah, and you know that, I just want to circle back to our packaging. Because Mm -hmm. that's one of the things when we send out the nanobugs, we package them in a little ring, if you will. They're little wooden boxes so that when the kids play with them, you can put them all in the boxes and they can run around and not go off the table or run all over the place. There's a defined area. Yep. And I think the Z windups, in my opinion, they are the best. Mm-hmm. They, California they, creation mm-hmm. Z windups. Yep. yep. They are great. We spent a lot of time at their booth last we year. We sure did. We did. <laughs> That's where we took our box, oh, nothing, to see if we can have any, any right. toys in there. Anyway, the Z windups are the best, in my opinion. Okay. They even have the morphing dogs. You didn't mention those, but the morphing yes. dogs and dinosaurs that we have out right now that yes. actually are kind of a transformer type thing. They're a car one minute. They stop and they transform into a dog or a dinosaur. They go a little bit. They drop back down and transform back into a car. Really cool. Yep. They take wind-up toys to a whole other level. 
and I'm all about the next level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love a wind-up toy. We like, we like different. Yes. Doing different. Bring it on. I mean, give me a wind-up toy and a pig or potato head. I am good. I'm a happy camper. Then I have to say something about books because I do love books, oh, right. but I'm real picky about my books. So I love the Osborne books that we have. I really like all Osborne books. I'm not really upset about any of those. I love mm-hmm. them all. I like those. I like the Macmillan books we carry. And then I also love our new like 3D books made by Incredibooks. By Mercury Active. They are awesome. They are. They are awesome. They're great stories. They take like those little fairy tales and they put a little different twist to them. So they're actually entertaining for adults. And then when you use your iPad or your iPhone on certain pages of the books, the actual image is 3D. It's like they come right off the page. And a lot of them have interactive pieces of it. Like, for instance, Jack and the Beanstalk. Mm -hmm. You have to touch the Beanstalk and match up the beans. And once you do that, then all of a sudden the Beanstalk grows out of the page. It is crazy cool. It is crazy cool. I mean, those guys are so smart. We did a podcast with them several podcasts back. If you haven't listened to it, tune into that. Because these guys are just like genius smart. You know, that's an example also at the Toy Fair. Those are some of the ones that we cornered and told them what they could do better and made yes. some suggestions for future projects. <laughs> we did. We stayed in their booth for a long, a very, yes, we stayed. We did. We, yes. But they had some cool rock and stuff. They really did. They're, and they're just nice people, really mm-hmm. nice people mm-hmm. and great books. The coloring books are coming out, you oh, know, sometime nice. soon too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. where the kids actually can color a picture and then their picture will come to life, which is really cool. I'm very excited about that because uh, so many kids don't want to color. And then, but if they see their, they've got that iPad part of it. So you put the image, the iPad over top of the image, and then it comes to life. And so it's very motivating. I think it would be very motivating for kids. The books are great. Kids love them. We use them all the time in our clinics and schools and developmental day centers. If you haven't seen them, check them out because they are rocking. They are. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's really the whole list. Though I'm all going to piggyback with you on your list because I liked everything you said. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I would endorse all of that as well. <laughs> and I have to—I didn't put bubbles on the list, but I mean, you know, like who doesn't love bubbles? Who doesn't love bubbles? I mean, give me a therapist can't use some bubbles. Yeah, I, I mean, actually really? heard a therapist yesterday when I was in the clinic. I could hear them through the door, and she asked the child, "Do you want to do this or do you want to do bubbles?" And just the scream of that little child that said bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> That's right. And what my favorite—I'm a bubble snob. My favorite bubbles are that. What's it kind with the bear bubbles? Peastrix. Peastrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Those are my favorite bubbles. Yeah, they make great bubbles. Yeah, I don't, I don't. They don't pop as easily as some of the other ones. And do. they're not all soapy all over your yeah, hand. Yeah, right. Some of those bubbles are all soapy on your hand, and that is just a bad, that's no fun. Because right. then your hands are all sticky and blah. Okay, but not those, not those peaster kind. Right. Right. So that's our list of what we think are great toys for today. Yeah, it's a great list. <laughs> We're subject to change that <laughs> or add to it. So now oh. you can make your shopping list. <laughs> right. I mean, if you don't have these toys, you've got to get on it because they're good. They're good stuff. <laughs> they um, are available in all of our clinics. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're available for our employees, but also our clients. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We use them all the time and people buy them all the time. Yep. Thanks to everybody for listening. And thank you, Allison, for participating fun. in this with me. I appreciate it. We're going to get ready in a few months to go to the toy fair again. Yes. 
So Very exciting. Yeah, this time we're taking Kim and Kirsty, who've also been guests on our podcast with us. So that'll be a new experience for them. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> I get to watch all three therapists running around know, pretending they're in therapy in the vendor, it's like the vendor booth. Yeah, it's like corralling cats or something. Yeah, I'm I don't not know. sure how I'm gonna keep up with that. Uh-uh, but it'll be fun. Be good. I just I shouldn't be let loose though by myself though because that's a spending <laughs> no, problem. It is. So I need I need I need to be chaperoned. I can't go by myself. A couple other things we've mentioned. If you haven't listened to podcast on some of our toys for the international play things we have a great podcast blue orange games we have a great podcast incredible books we did another a great one so we also have toy videos with all those as well so check out our website at www.pediatricdt.com and you can see those and then we'll also have an upcoming podcast with the wiki sticks people right. so we're very excited about that too and also one of the main last things i want to say is one of the main things that makes a great toy a great toy is they're fun because if therapy isn't fun, it's, I mean, what are you doing? It's got to be fun. So all of these toys are fun. I hate to look at a toy and go, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you don't get it, it's not fun. No. Mm-mm. No. So I love to go back to my childhood when we're looking at all these toys and go, oh, this is so fun. It's fun. Just to sit on the floor and be able to do this for a little bit. Yeah. It's play is it's fun. There's a lot of cool stuff that happens with play therapeutic stuff but that's another podcast for another day so we're just going in right here right now thanks for everybody for listening and thank you again allison and i'll catch you another time on another episode of the working therapist thanks for joining us for today's edition of the working therapist an extension of the pediatric developmental therapy network if you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 